You are listening to the Mentally Strong Choice Mapping Podcast. I am Dr. B, a doctoral prepared psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner with over 20 years of clinical experience. However, my real expertise comes from having experienced unimaginable hardship. As a result, I created Choice Mapping, a cognitive behavioral approach. Listen and learn how Choice Mapping makes you mentally stronger. Hi, I'm Dr. B, psychiatric nurse practitioner, and today I'm going to be talking about a mentally strong brain. So obviously, if you know anything about me and and what we're doing here, uh, we have a clinic uh, called Mentally Strong. We we, uh, have a branding around Mentally Strong, and I want to start by telling you how I got to that point. Um, I've been doing choice mapping on myself um, just to kind of deal with my own issues uh, for many years and before I decided that I was going to actually like start a business and, and grow this. And I was on a, an airplane trip, and on the airplane I always listen to an audio book, um, and I was listening, I don't even remember, some sort of self-help book, and it was like, what do you want? Um, what do you want uh, to portray? And um, I want to be mentally strong. That's what I want. And so I knew at that moment that that was going to be my brand, that, that um, I believe everybody wants to be mentally strong. And, and when I realize, when I go through and, and we talk about um, the choice mapping and how uh, during the thought map, we're kind of getting everything out and then we identify and we organize um, and then we you know, decide what we're gonna do with it and kind of come up with some personal visions around it. That is, I believe, a mentally strong brain. But what I realize is, is that every, I think everyone wants to be mentally strong, um, but we don't actually teach mental strength. We teach mental illness. We even teach coping skills to, for your mental health, um, but we don't teach mental strength. We almost insinuate that it's a personality trait, and I want to disagree. I want to say, no, this is something that we can teach, and we should start teaching our children how to have a mentally strong brain. So I remember um, in my life, uh, I'm very emotional, right? And I'm very connected and uh, some people would say an empath, like I can feel the emotions and everything is emotionally charged. And this is not my research, but there's lots of research that talks about that kind of brain looks like spaghetti, right? Like that everything is an emotionally charged and it's going all over the place, um, but it's not organized. And I I even remember several times in my life where people insinuated that emotions were bad. You need to have better control of your emotions. You, you know, you're too emotional. Um, God doesn't want to uh, see your emotion. I mean, I even won't say the, the denomination that I was in at the time, but they actually taught that you don't show emotion from the pulpit. And, and, um, and so I was kind of, subconsciously being taught that emotions were bad. And this, this is my brain, right? This emotionally charged, everything is emotionally connected. Um, and so I began to believe that there was something wrong with me and I would try to change that, right? Um, and just try to will to be stronger and not be so emotional about everything. But I didn't really know how to do that. No one actually teaches you how to do that. Um, and then I saw this one video talking about these different brains, right? The, the um, uh, 
emotionally charged spaghetti brain. And it was a comedian that was talking about it. And then the compartmentalized brain, right? This is the organized, everything is in a box. And in this video, they were using it like gender, like this is the male brain, this compartmentalized, nothing touches and making lots of jokes about that and how they have this nothing box. And this, this is not my work, this is somebody else. But um, it was meant to be funny and it was gender specific, but again, kind of this negative connotation on the extremes, right? The emotionally charged brain and the compartmentalized brain. I also remember kind of being taught as, at a very young age where our culture kind of teaches that men are more powerful, they're better decision makers. And we've been trying to, as women, we've been trying to fight this for years, right? Um, they make a better president because there's, they're not emotionally charged. And so I want to take gender out of the picture here because I, I see lots of patients and I can tell you that there's men with emotionally charged brains and there's women that are compartmentalized. Um, but there, uh, there are these types of brains um, and in the extremes, they are not healthy, but doesn't mean that they're bad. And I think that this is where it's been very helpful for me because I've always thought this, this emotionally charged brain was bad that, um, you know, nobody likes it, men don't like emotional women. You know, these are kind of things that were uh, subconsciously taught to me over time. Um, and so I didn't like my emotions. And here I am probably uh, going to be sharing and helping millions of people because I have that kind of brain, right? That I can, uh, that I'm emotionally connecting everything. But it can also be exhausting, right? And so I need to learn to organize that. So if you look at um, the compartmentalized brain where there's not emotional connection and then you look at the emotionally charged brain, I want you to think of those on a continuum, right? Um, everything is a continuum. We, we like to teach it as black and white, but there's really nothing that's black and white. Um, but if you want to think of this on a continuum and, you know, undeveloped my my brain was kind of like the spaghetti, everything emotionally connected. If I were to scale that on a one to 10, I would be two to three, right? But I would say now I'm right there in the middle on a good day and on a bad day, I might revert back to my three, right? But I can get it together and say, okay, um, you know, I can organize all of this, that I don't have to think about the emotional connections every time something happens, right? I can put something in a box and say, I will deal with that later. The problem with a compartmentalized brain, yeah, they put it in a box, but they don't ever open it back up and deal with it. And so my challenge to that compartmentalized brain is that, yes, it's nice, you think it's all organized um, and in its place and that's in the past, I've dealt with that. But have you really? Have you really dealt with that? Um, because what happens, and we see this a lot in PTSD in men, is that something tr very traumatic happens and then all the boxes just get, and they don't know what to do. They can't function. Um, and then you get this post-traumatic disorder. So um, just challenging you, if you have that compartmentalized brain, you've got to take those things out sometimes and deal with them. Um, and not just put everything in a box and realize that there are some connections, 
Okay. I thought about the first time I thought about this, I was talking to a male friend of mine and we, you know, he was kind of insinuating this, um, that the, the emotions are bad. And he is on the extreme, very compartmentalized brain. Um, and so, but I had gotten to the point in my life where I was not ashamed of my emotions. I knew that they were a strength of mine, but I also knew that I didn't have the best control of them, right? And so we were talking about this compartmentalized brain and he's like, well, why don't you just like, you know, get a little file cabinet in your brain and, and organize it. Um, and I was like, oh, right. <laughs> I can just, I can actually do that metaphorically. And this is again, where the choice mapping came in. It's like uh, metaphorically, I can put those things in folders. Yeah, they, I know they touch. I know that there's emotional connections, but I don't have to feel them all the time. And I can take them out when appropriate. And, um, and so it has just uh, given me some peace so that, it, you know, I'm not emotionally exhausted all the time from all of those connections. Um, so I think if we can think of this as a continuum and that a mentally strong brain is somewhere in the middle, right? That it's, you know, you realize that there are connections, um, but you can organize them and identify them. Um, and you don't have to be so emotionally charged uh, to every situation. So we do have a choice opportunity about this. And it's basically just showing these pictures that we're showing in the video. And it's saying, okay, meditate on this. Where are you on this continuum? Okay, where, where does your brain tend towards? Um, and, you know, which direction do you need to get to do, you know, to get to get right in the middle, to, to try to be that five that's right in the middle, that your brain is organized, you are not ashamed of your emotions, um, but they're not controlling you, right? So the spaghetti brain needs to be proud of those emotions, but not allow the emotions to control them. And the compartmentalized brain needs to acknowledge those emotions, right? Because they're there, you just suppress them. You put them in the box and you kind of stuff it in and, and, and you say that there's not an emotional connection. But I'm sorry, if you were traumatized as a child, there's still an emotional connection there. And acknowledging that doesn't mean you have to let it control you. And I think this is the fear for that compartmentalized brain is that you're, gonna, you're afraid that if you open that box, that you're going to lose control. And so... Do it in a controlled manner. I mean, seek professional help if you need to. Um, but if you don't feel like you need to, you can do this. You can kind of take out those boxes and deal with this. Learn the choice mapping. Learn to uh, identify and organize it. Learn to make those connections of how that past is affecting you. We don't do the whole psychoanalytical type theory. We, you know, yes, the things in your past affect you. Um, and you need to process them, but we do a, you know, this is a cognitive behavioral approach. You're going to move forward from this. So that's what this whole mentally strong brand is about. And I hope that's kind of prompted you to like figure out like, where can I improve? I think this is another thing that happens that we don't um, think about improving all the time. So uh, click and download the choice opportunity that's being offered for free with this um, YouTube uh, video and uh, like and share it, please. Anyone that you think uh, needs to be kind of challenged in, you know, maybe they're on one of those extremes, uh, but we all can improve. We all, wherever you are today, you can be stronger. And so mentally strong is a journey 
um, it is not a destination, right? It's our whole life. Because even as we get older, the things change. You know, we're talking now about a sunset series because, you know, it changes. Mental strength um, as you age um, and get older might be different um, than it is, you know, in your 30s or 40s. So uh, lots of information comes out on this channel. So subscribe, get alerts when it comes out, Tuesdays and Fridays. And remember, you are mentally strong. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about choice mapping, visit our website, www.mentallystrong.com. And remember, choice mapping makes you mentally stronger.